I'm excited to be here. Um, since I don't have an iPad, I'm using my wife's, which is the pink one, okay? Um, and I'm really excited, really excited. I don't get to preach a lot, uh, to be honest, because it freaks me out. No, I'm kidding. It doesn't. But I like to sing better. I like to, I like to lead worship. I think this is, this is my calling. Um, but it's an honor, and thank you for the privilege. Um, you're the crazy one to allow me to preach, so it's on you that. <laughs> But I'm really excited. Uh, uh, so I'm going to talk about camp. Yes, we, we went to the camp, me and my family, um, Gabby, and Chloe this time. Last time, Chloe was in the womb still. So now that she, she could experience the hot of family camp, which wasn't that, that hot, but it was nice. Uh, now, last year, uh, Nutella, my dog, if you don't know my dog, she's a Jack Russell. So last year, she, she, she went there. Uh, very funny story. Me and Calvary were playing with her, and she just passed out because it was so hot. She just, boom. And, and it was like me and Calvary were sitting here, and Gabby was sitting in front of us so she couldn't see Nutella. And then Nutella was running, getting the ball. Then eventually we saw her, like, she dropped, like, the front legs. Boom. And then me and Calvary like... <laughs> And then she stood up, and then one second, she's like, room, and then she, boom. And Calvary was like, don't, don't tell Gab, don't tell Gab, let's, let's go. So we went there, and then she was like, <gasps> we throw her some water. We thought she would like, <laughs> we, were, we were scared. Calvary, Calvary told me like, oh, I think Gab is going to move state after that one. And if Nutella passed away, he's, she's not going to stay here. But everything was okay. Everything, she was fine. Then we figured out, because then you, once the tragedy happens, you start to researching about it. So we figured out that uh, Jack Russell, since they have a high um, uh, heart rate, because they like very, you know, uh, you cannot play much with them on the summer because it's going to be really, really high, and then they're just going to, you know. <laughs> Luckily, in God, thank God, nothing happened, because that would be devastating. More for me than for my wife, because she is my dog, you know. Um, well, so I, I mentioned that I don't get to preach a lot, but I had this class uh, with Michael, about uh, learning how to preach the gospel of God. And we had an opportunity to, to do a message. And uh, we prepare, like we have like 20 minutes, between 10 to 20 minutes to preach. So I did preach, got put the message down, now I preach, and uh, in the Zoom call, got a lot of feedback, some mean ones from Michael, you know, which I need to be healing about that. And I, yeah, I'm just kidding. Michael was, Michael was fine. Uh, it wasn't, none of them were mean, but it's really good for you to know what can you improve or not. Um, so I got that down. I was like, so then Calvary asked me, oh, do you want to preach uh, on the, for me, was on the 7, 19. But then last week he told me he's in the 12. I was like, yeah, of course. Why not? <laughs> uh, so what, I did what every Brazilian do. What it is. Leave to the last minute. <laughs> this is part of our culture. We leave to the last minute. So what I did, I went to my note yesterday. Since I already have the message down, let me patch a little bit, just fix it. And let's, let's get it good. 
fix whatever they told me to fix and, and, and let's get it good. And I could not find it at all. And I, I look at my computer, I look at my wife's computer, I look at the iPad, I did not find the message. It was, it was gone. And then I know I remember that two weeks ago, I'm, I'm, I like to clean everything. Like I clean up my computer and I probably by mistake have deleted my whole message. So I really was like, it was like around 3 p.m. Calvary had called me like a, like a, an hour before, and then everything is ready. I said, yeah, everything's good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then I sat down around 3 p.m., and I was like, oh. And I prayed to God. I said, huh, God, I don't know what to do, but just give me strength, you know. And I started writing again. Uh, so I finished around 1 a.m., the message uh, with my wife's help and she was like sleeping but everything was fine now if you want a title for my message it's become I will put it yes beautiful huh? Um, during my childhood I always dream on be like probably each one of us I always dream on be a cop like when I'm 10 years old, 11, you see all this movie, action movie. So I, I really desired to become a cop, but that wouldn't work. So the first step, the next step was to be a fighter fighter. See all this, there's like a, this TV show called Fire Station, I think. Oh, I, love, I love TV shows, by the way. So I'm going to mention a lot of TV shows for you today. So this one is one that I love. So for me, being a firefighter, go to the fire, just rescue people would be amazing. But, well, that also did not work as well. But then there is this one that I wanted to become, which I was, I'm actually today pretty good at, soccer player. So my mind was like, just like, gonna make a lot of money because they do make a lot of money. I'm good at it, you know. So I asked my dad, my dad was alive back then, can I go to soccer school, learn soccer? And then he put me on the soccer. I don't have the video here because it's very old as a tape, but there's like one of the first games that I ever play. You see everybody, like I'm in the middle field, you see everybody going to the left and everybody going to the right, and I'm standing in the middle. Pretty much the whole game. It's the embarrassing. And I see the ball pass through me, and I would do nothing. But that was the past. Now, if Jose is, Jose is here, Jose, Jose could testify, okay, my skills on soccer. I do, could not become a soccer player, but I, I, I improve a lot. Um, then after soccer play, I wanted to become a lawyer because I want to help my mom with her stuff. And I think lawyer is pretty good. So there is this TV show called The Good Wife, which is one of the best ones. It was is over already, but it's it's pretty good. And who have not watched a few good men? Have you guys watched it? You can handle the truth. Huh? That's like, I'm like, I'm a Tom Cruise, man. He's such a cool guy, and that's like, you know, chill. But no, I did not become a lawyer. It would be tough because you have to read a lot and memorize things, which I'm not good at it. Uh, then the last thing that I wanted to become was famous. Yes, I did want to become famous. So my thought was, I go into Australia, 
go to New Hillsong College. I'm going to become famous, pretty good at it, because I'm a good singer. I'm a good-looking guy, you know? Well, what I became was a servant. That was the first thing that I actually became. From servant, I became a leader. From leader, I became a pastor. From pastor, I became a man that is constantly renewing his mind, and that was the best decision of my life. And did you see a pattern in this, this whole part? Just who we want to become, who we actually are, who God wants us to be, is a pattern of a transformation. Is a pattern of changing, constantly changing. And I know, and I want you to know that the Bible talks about transformation, and that's what we're going to read today. Now, if you open your Bibles with me, please, we're going to open on the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Um, I'm just going to give a little bit of context on, on the passage. The book of Romans was written by Paul. Um, as he was in Corinth, he was writing to the church of Rome uh, because the church of Rome was kind of divided between Jews and Gentiles, so he was, he was writing to them. Um, he wanted to go to Rome. That's his intention. But he actually did not have the opportunity to go as a freeman because he was arrested before that. He ended up going to Rome after when he was arrested. Uh, now, the book of Romans, the main focus is explaining God's plan of salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Let's, uh, let's read the passage of Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. I think I have it here. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world. And it's funny because we're, we're actually singing this song like the another in the fire. Do not conform with the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renew of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is the good, what is good, and acceptable and perfect. Let's just bow our heads and pray. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you because you are constantly renewing our minds. You are constantly working in us. You are allowing the Holy Spirit to testify your word. You are allowing the Holy Spirit to be our guide. And that's what we hear today, Lord. So we don't stay the same, but we transform and transform and keep transforming to, until we become what you have called us to be. Amen. See, in this passage, Paul is addressing the church of Rome, explaining the foundation of the Christian faith. Uh, much of the errors and trials that he dealt with was because the believers uh, had conform their lives to what the world 
was the word was given to them and not and not God. So he wanted to live. He wanted them to live a holy life. They want. He wanted to teach them how to live a holy life. One of the important things about being able to discern the will of God is that everything that is written in chapter 12, it's enabled and is empowered by chapter 1 to 11. See, the beginning on the first verse, he says, um, chapter 1, verse 1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers. I appeal, I, I urge, I want to explain to you what I'm telling you, I'm calling upon, and all this means living a life of wholeness. Now, let me explain. I just give you one explanation. How did I link the verses, the chapters one to eleven, to the chapter twelve? Because they are, there is a link in there. See, uh, in chapter twelve, verse one, Paul is saying, "Present your bodies as a living sacrifice." Now, if we go back in chapter 6, verse 13, he's saying, Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life. See, once we accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, once we declare, Jesus, I love you, once we repent... When, once we forgive, once we confess with our mouth that he is our savior, we've, we go from death to life. We were dead because we were in sin. But now we are born again. We are reborn. Now, if there is anybody here that needs that confession, see, there is, every day there is an opportunity for you. Because every day God loves you more and more. It's just not like, oh my gosh, you know, am I so deep and, and being dead that I cannot be restored by God? No. Like you, every day you can come from death to life. And in this passage that I wrote, that, that we, we read about it, I want to give you three highlights that stood up to me. I like points. I think points are so easy. And just make it clear for you to understand what the message is saying. So... Point number one, what chapter one, what chapter 12, verse one, saying, present your body as a, as a living sacrifice, and chapter six, verse 12, verse 13, saying that, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from that life. What they are saying together is, you are alive. You are alive. You are not that. Once we decided to give your life to Jesus, once you decided to leave behind the things of the world, you became alive. You became a new person. See, I love, um, um, I love that movie, that, the TV series. You know the TV series called uh, The Walking Dead? Have you, everybody watch it? The Walking Dead? It's, I, I think it's pretty much PG-18, to be honest. Not that there is like uh, obscene stuff, but it's just, it's zombies, you know? And consider ourselves at the living. Everybody else is the dead. Everybody else around us is the dead. Like, we live in a community where people are actually walking dead. 
they're actually walking, they're walking, they're living their lives, but they have not met Jesus Christ. They not have actually been born again, you know? And I can tell by testimony that what can we do to make a difference on their lives? Because we are alive. Are you alive? Yeah. Well, listen, uh, kind of. Some people can laugh. Are you alive? That's it. If you're alive, what is stopping us to get more people from Jesus? See, in Romans, it's telling us that now we are part of the kingdom of God. We are members of the body of Christ. We actually start to understand who we are. What is our purpose on earth? Chapter 12 is appealing to us to offer our body as a living sacrifice because we now belong to Jesus. So what is offer our body means? In my perspective, is to be God's hands and feet. Is to be Jesus' hands and feet. That's, that's pretty simple. When I'm offering our body as a sacrifice, it's just saying, Lord, you need my hand? Yeah, here, here I am. You need my feet? You need my, my, my legs? Here I am. You need my time? Here I am. What can I do to serve you? It's to start to represent the kingdom of God. It's start to be ambassadors of the kingdom of God. See, when I, when I start working at Central Church in Campinas, that was 20... 13, right after college, um, it was a really tough transition coming from Hillsong, where I studied for three years, going back to the Central Church. It was really difficult because Hillsong, in a sense, of course, we're seeing a lot of things that are happening right now, but let's, let's pretend that it didn't happen, that we're still in 2013. Uh, Hillsong, they knew how to make a church. They knew how to make a church happen. The why behind everything, that explanation, why we do it, because we do it. It's just like they were pretty good at that's That's what I learned. Like if one thing that I can get from, the, from Hillsong was how to do church. Now, there is other factors, of course. There is a spiritual factor. There is a, uh, the performance factor. There's all, all things. But they knew how to do church. Now, my church back in Brazil, still being big church, they... They were not doing things the way they were supposed to. And I'm not saying in a spiritual sense. This is all when it comes to value, when it comes to mission. Uh, back in the time, 2029, 20, the church was pretty much around 10 to 11,000 members. And by 2013, they have kind of like a split. One of the pastors left. Uh, and then the attendance went down to like 7,000 in a weekend. Um, and it was really, it was really a struggle for, for my pastor back in, in the time. And I was able to go after finish my school, go back to church. And then he hired me and he like, Bruno, I need, I need, I need a change. We need, we need to change. We need to do something different that we are not doing. Uh, and the first thing I told you, let's paint the church black. Hallelujah. No, not a good joke. No. I'm just saying. I'm not kidding. I did not say that. But I did say about painting church black. And he told me this. When the, uh, when the other church, which is a big church, um, 
uh, they paint the church black, I will paint my church black. That's what he told me. I was like, oh, I'm going to wait for that. It just took one year for the other church to, cha to change the color. And I showed him the picture, and then like, okay, okay, I promise. I did not paint the whole church black, okay? I'm just kidding. I just a stage, like we did it here. Uh, but it was, it was much better. There's, there is reason for it. Uh, so once I got there, it was 2013, and we have only, staff, only four people on staff, just four, on production and music, musical direction. Uh, after five years, when I left pretty much, we, we went from four people to 11 people on staff. We were able to bring people uh, that had knowledge, that knew how to do things, and the church went back to 11,000 people. All those people that left the church, they actually came back. But it wasn't about the way we were doing the service. It wasn't about painting the church black. But it was about the values that we change as a church. The, the, the mission that we change. And one of the missions that my team did, and it was pretty amazing. And it wasn't my idea. It was actually uh, a, a, a guy called Igor. He told me, Bruno, we are a big church. And we have a tons, a tons of uh, musical stuff in here that are old, that nobody uses anymore. And some of them are broken. And what can we do about just giving it away? Just be able to help other churches. And we actually... We got like a space on the church that I asked my pastor to, to, to have it. And we start fixing and installing sounds in the church around us for free. Which people would ask like a bunch of money for it. We were just like, okay, we have this time, so we're going to fix it. And then the word started spreading. And I remember once I, I, I left, it was pretty much like a 2018 we have already helped more than 13 and 14 churches in our district, given like their new sounds. We actually were old sounds, but fix it. And we installated, we put it like an acoustic, like we treated the church and we didn't charge anything. That was definitely without my pastor approval, but with his blessing. There's a difference. See, he would not want me to give the sound away. I know that. He told me many times. But he understand that that was a value. That was our mission. That was our mission as, a, as, a, as, a, as our ministry, you know. Before we understand, we understood completely our purpose and values as a church. We were not organized and intentional. And when it comes to our actions... Things simply, simply wouldn't work that we expect them to work. But after we, we realize our purpose, we start aligning all of our ministries with correct vision, with new values and principles. And that is what, when we notice that we as a church, we're also living a life of sacrificing to God as God please. So because we decided to change our way to think our community, we actually become the hands and feet of God because we are alive. Now, the second point that I want to give it to you today is, I change it here, it's not different. What is the second point, uh, Joe? Holy Spirit lives in you. I change it because I was doing the slides today because the one that I have here is Spirit with us. 
See, we also have the Holy Spirit in us. We are a temple of the Holy Spirit. In Romans 8, 11 says, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because He's a Spirit who lives in you. And in Galatians 4, 6 says, Because you are His sons, God sent the spirit of his son into your heart. The spirit who calls out Abba, Father. We are not working our way into God's favor in chapter 12. No. We're actually allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. I love this quote saying, When we take the easy way of the world, it turns out to be hard. But when we take the hard path of following God's will, it always ultimately turns out to be the only easy way there is. It's not easy to be part of the kingdom of God. That, that's my, my understanding. It's not easy. Today and the world today is even harder. Like we see it. We see it in the news. I, I watching uh, news in Brazil is just like flip me out to see the things that happen, the, the position that people take. It is not. But in the other side, there is no better time to share the gospel than today. There is no better time to represent, to be the ambassadors of God than today. There is no better time to love people to make a difference than today. Because the things are so far, and I think this is not a bad word, messed up, not a bad word, yeah. Sometimes I will say a bad word, not because I, don't, I know, okay? But messed up, not because the word is messed up. Now, because the word is messed up is the best way to show them love, to show them a difference, to show a different path, to show a different Jesus. Now that we know, that we are alive. Now that we know we are part of his body, so we use our hands, we use our feet, we use our time. And we also know that the Holy Spirit lives in us. What is our response? Our response is to immerse ourselves in the word of God. And that is my third point. Kingdom mindset. We need to have a kingdom mindset. Look at this. God transforms our mind by the spirit within and the word without, on the outside. He transforms our mind by the spirit, the Holy Spirit within and the word on the outside. When this boat collide, when this boat come together, our minds are renewed and we become his kind of mind. This is essential to know because most of the discernments of the will of God that we have during the, during the day cannot be found or consulting an least from the Bible. Have you thought about that? Like something happens, we're like, oh my God, what the Bible would say? Uh, no, it's just it's spontaneous. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say to you that I'm a yes person. This is my story. I'm a very yes person. Like, if you ask me a favor or say yes, can you do that? 
Yes, can you do that? Yes, if I can, of course I will. And it's very difficult for my wife because I will put her in very tough positions many times. Uh, and I'm going to tell you one. So we decided not to go to summer camp. Uh, we'll have to pay for, we don't have that kind of money. And then, I, well, you know, my pastor wouldn't be here this week. So when the dog leaves, you know, the cats do the party. So I was like, okay, that's just going to stay home, you know. <laughs> I'm not lying about it, I'm sorry. Uh, but so I decided not to go to summer camp, family camp. And then Dr. Downs actually texted me. And then he told Bruno, can you do the morning sessions of the worship? And I was like, okay, Dr. Downs, yes. Without thinking, yes, whatever you need. <laughs> and I told my wife, honey, we're going to family camp. And she's like, oh, okay, we're going to family camp. That's good. That's fine. Then, one day later, I got another message. Calvary actually texted me first. Hey, somebody's going to text you. I say, okay. Then the worship lead at the night session texted me. Hey, Bruno, I don't have a bass player. Can you play bass for us in the night session? What, else? what would be a good response? Well, you guys are too much Christian. Amen. Yes. A good response would be no. But then the yes person was like, yes, man, sure. Without thinking, without consulting my wife and anything. So I end up going from staying home with my family, spend time with them, going to a family camp, that the only time that I had with my family was from 12 to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday, 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. I wake up every time, 7 a.m., do practice, do the service, finish at 12, then 5, 12, 5, spend the time with my family. Then I really had to spend time with her because at that time, my wife was like, I want to kill you. So like, let's make this five hours count, honey. And then at 5 p.m. I had to go to rehearsal again, do the service, blah, blah, blah. We'll finish 9. And then by 9, we were like, Dad, we like just want to, you know. But can you understand that our actions that we do during the day are spontaneous? Like my yes, it's spontaneous. Like a boom. Because I am a yes person, I would say yes. And... Sometimes, some people would say something against you or in favor that we do not have the time to think through anything. We are actually acting out of our heart. In that case, my wife, it just took me to not spend time with my family to be serving God. I know he would give some rewards back in heaven, you know, but... We need to understand that once more we have our, our minds renewed, it's easy to be and to know how to say. So I told my wife this, honey, every time that somebody asks me something, I will answer this. I will take under consideration. I will take under consideration. I promise. See, for you to come to this place of a kingdom mindset, you need to be intentional. Paul is saying, be transformed by the renewing of your mind in chapter 12, verse 2. We can only renew our minds if we get it straight from the source. Who is the source? Is God. We can only renew our mind 
if we are daily learning how to be a kind of mind. How do we do that? Just reading the Bible. It is not just about reading the Bible, but it's putting together the Holy Spirit with the Bible and you have your, your mind renewed. See, the great focus of the book of Romans is for us to become, become a kind of mind, become a kind of spirit, become a kind of heart. So as we go through the circumstances of the world, we have the intuition and discernment of what God would done. Because now we are part of his kingdom. Because now we understand that we are alive. We understand that he worked through us. We understand that the Holy Spirit is in us. And we understand as we walk with him, as we read the Bible, as we allow the Holy Spirit to talk with us, we have our, our minds renewed. See, the, the last part of the, the which is, I think was pretty nice, I was studying a little bit of that, just to, to, to conclude, which my professor told me not to say that, what I'm saying, anyway. Uh, didn't she? Yeah. Um, says, in the last part of verse 2, on chapter 12, he's good, pleasing, and perfect will. He's good, pleasing, and perfect will. When Paul wrote that, this is, what, this is my understanding. What is good? The good is the difference between good and, and bad. So that is good. So there is good and there is evil. This is good. The second one, acceptable. What is acceptable? Acceptable is something that is good, but needs to be acceptable to God. Because sometimes we do good things and it's not accepted to God. Have you thought about that? And there's a lot of people that could do deeds. That's the word, good deeds. But it's not what God wants it. And then the third word, perfect. Like God is perfect. Period. God is perfect. Everything is perfect. And he wants everything to be perfect. We can only achieve perfection if we are obedient. See, it needs to be good. It needs to be pleasant, pleasing to God. It needs to be perfect, but it needs to come from him because we are actually obedient. My question is, where are you today? How have you spent your time? Have you read the Bible constantly? Have you, are you sharing the gospel? Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you? Are you allowing your mind to be renewed? So as we face the things of this world, you would know what to say. See, it's easy to focus on everything else. And I'm, I'm, I'm a person to testify about that. It's easy. I love TV. I love TV. I watch it more than I should. I know that. And it's easy for us to distract. It is easy for us, and I know I'll have kids. And it's easy for us to think, oh, now I need my time. But how do you spend your time renewing your mind? Understand that you are alive. Understand that your body is the living sacrifice to Jesus so we can serve the community, so we can serve the church. Have you thought about how many times, 
How long are you spending with God? Are you going to the source? Are you having time with Jesus in his presence? Are you able to come to worship night? And this is like a commercial. Are you able to come to worship night? If not, there's two time. Like that, of course there's two time. That's what he's saying. This is what he's saying. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. Then you will be able to test and discern what the, God, the will of God is, in his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That is my message today. As we go through the circumstances of life, we start to be so much in his presence that our response will be literally what Jesus would do, what God would do. Amen? Skim bow your heads. Let me pray for you. Thanks. Let's pray. God, we are grateful to you for all that you have done for us, for, for this word that Bruno brought today. Are we living with a kingdom mindset? Are we living an acceptable life? Are we doing good deeds because of the good deeds or are we doing good because we're living in your kingdom? So help us to remember that, to apply that, to renew our minds. And that's good, to, to renew our minds. I just pray that you would help us to live a life that is acceptable to you, to live alive. There's another good one. We, we are not walking dead. We are walking alive in your spirit. So, Father, just move in us, work in our hearts, and help us as we desire to live that kind of life. In Jesus' name I pray.